Hello, and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 82. I'm your host, Carmen Shushtar, and with me is... James Selig. James, I know yesterday was confusing. For those that don't know, well, you all don't know, but we recorded our pilot episode of The Cut of Steel yesterday, and because I'm now juggling, like, four different shows plus going on to the Apollo commentary, I'm going to be completely honest, each intro, the way we introduce people... Each one is completely different. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like juggling all the differences in my mind going like, well, this one, I say everyone's names. This one, I let them say their names. This one, I like sort of introduce them and then they say their name. It's like a whole <laughs> different array. Dude, muscle memory is a thing and like reflexive brain memory is a thing where you just like, wait, I, I do a certain t- like a number of canned answers or what or canned uh, speeches like which one do i do here i feel like um i don't know if you ever saw that episode of spongebob where he forgets everything except fine dining and breathing (laughs) and it's like someone asking because he literally throws it it shows like his brain there's all these little spongebobs burning everything until it's just fine dining and breathing so he's an expert waiter the dude's like oh sir i loved your service what's your name and he's like my my name and <laughs> all the people in his head are like oh my god we threw out his name <laughs> so i feel like that when we're going through all the different intros where i'm just like little dudes are going through the little files like i don't remember what this one is uh. so it's it's a good time but yeah we it's been a it's been a busy week uh this is our third show we're recording this week uh it's sunday uh january 17th and we're recording at like 1 p.m pretty much but on friday we recorded the man of steel commentary for apollo city comics podcast both of us was on or we're on was on i don't even i'm grammatically we're, we're on we're on okay god was was singular were is plural i guess okay cool i, I my, dude my brain is dead so uh i actually woke up with a headache yesterday but uh Friday, we did the Man of Steel commentary for Apollo because in partnership with them, we're with the the new show I created, The Cut of Steel, which is our uh, DC extended universe show that covers all the DC movies. Uh, we did the pilot yesterday for starting off with Man of Steel. And that was a fun episode. It, I was surprised that like you and I were the only ones that were like really positive on the movie. My only complaint still is like the Jonathan Kent scene. I loved how every- that became the main topic. It really Everything did. Well, spawned around that. And then when you thought about it, you're like, maybe that was the source of the issues. <laughs> yeah. Like I, like I kept saying throughout the commentary, like I still really enjoy that movie. You, you love that movie. That's still, it, was, it's still my top three superhero films of all time. Easily. I was really surprised that you and I were the only ones that had like an actually positive overall look on the movie. Uh, well, Texas Brandon did, he pretty much backed up like majority of my points for sure too. But yeah, yeah. no, it's like, uh, our, uh, California Brandon, it's like so hard to, to branding is just, it kills me sometimes, but, uh, Brandon and then Danny, Danny is also uh, another host. He is from the new... He started a new site. Originally, it was, like, from D3 Media, but now he's doing uh, Third Planet from the Black Hole. It's, like, a new website, new YouTube channel. And uh, I think he has, like, uh, California Brandon doing articles there, too. So they're working on stuff. And potentially, I actually might be on there as well. Um, I might be... I'm going to be working with him on specifically these Godzilla episodes he wants to do. And then I also you might are the be the expert. <laughs> yeah, really. And he gives, he enjoys it too. So we'll be jumping in on that. I think we're going era by era for each episode. Mm, and then, uh, awesome. yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. Oh, no wonder he was so like mad about like one of the news stories we're going to get to. Oh here. yeah. That, Cause it threw off his schedule and it also 
throws off my schedule, which we'll get to yeah. when we get to that news piece. But uh, potentially also I'll be helping him out um, and joining him on his videos for WandaVision, I think, because mm-hmm. I might join for those reviews depending on timing. Yeah, uh, he said they were only going to be like a half an hour long. I, I forget when he said he was going to do that episode. Yeah, and I'm like, oh boy, let's add more on because, uh, <laughs> yeah, so this week we did three. And I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm burnt out. I'm tired. And then I uh, we look and I'm like, what's next week? Four. Four episodes we're recording. And I'm like, oh my God. It just, it just makes me think of like one of the only good moments in uh, Star Wars Episode Eight where Kylo Ren's just like, more, more. <laughs> it's not even that. It's not even pertaining to the story. Everyone just likes it for the, the gif. Yeah. So do you like some salt? More. <laughs> That's me at the when they do the cheese. I'm like, he's yeah. like, when? I'm like, it never will be. <laughs> Just keep yeah. adding, sir. But yeah, next week is totally good for the memes. Oh my god, that's great. <laughs> next week's gonna be. Um, I know it doesn't matter for you guys because uh, for the Man of Steel commentary we recorded for them, it's not coming out until like March or something yeah. or like late. It's it's gonna be a while because they something do to look forward to. Yeah, we with uh, El Paso Brandon working with him, I realized he likes to put a lot of stuff out. Like, he, he likes to record everything way ahead of time, so then everything's already there. So if they ever take a week off, they're pretty much covered with uh, some form of content. And it's working out in a way that I'm hoping then, in the future, that means there's going to be empty weeks with less recording. Because yeah. if we're doing so much now, because next week is going to be on Friday, we're recording their commentary for Batman v Superman Ultimate Edition. Then Saturday, we're doing our episode of Cut of Steel for for Batman v Superman Ultimate Edition, which uh, alone, uh, Man of Steel is like two and a half hours. Uh, BVS Ultimate is like three and a half hours. So that's an hour extra of recording the commentary. Uh. And then at least for our episode, I'm assuming we'll make it longer too, just because there's more content to really, I guess, talk about what we did, what we didn't like, what we liked, and what we could change. And then uh, Sunday, or two episodes, Brandon and I are recording... Uh, uh, actually, both Brandon's and I, I believe, on Sunday are going to be recording the first of our James Bond February Sutra Sidewatch episodes, which will be Doctor No. And then after that, you and I will record 83 of Sutra Side Talk. So, but when you hear us next week for this regular show, I might just be like, "Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to what show is this? <laughs> Who am I?" I'm just gonna. I'm gonna be. Um, I'm gonna be. Uh, Theoden from the beginning of Two Towers. With, <laughs> oh, hell, God, oh, so you have no power here. <laughs> have an old man take off his robe in front of me, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you guys can see. Just my my brain is broken, honestly. And the best part is, we have so much news this week. Uh, it's like finally the New Year is starting. So now all this news is coming in, which means uh, our what we watched and played is going to start slowing down again, besides our standalone episodes that we'll do that just knocks as many out as we can. And James, I, I hate to say it, uh, my list is... Re- remember that week when we just did, like, I did to knock out four? I think I already repopulated them. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, at least I'm kind of starting to keep pace with you, because I've, I've been watching a bunch of shows. I finished Clone Wars. I finished Rebels uh i've moved on to an hbo show uh raised with raised by wolves okay so far i'm liking it uh okay cool cool yeah because i also i've been knocking out shows left and right but also because i'm doing those they take longer and it has less for me to actually add on to my list but i also 
I've done so many that I needed to take a break. And I'm like, you know what? I want to just go through the entire line of DC animated films, starting with like the ones that were not from the animated series universe, but like, you know, the ones that came after. So the yeah. very first one was Superman Doomsday. And then it's like Justice League New Frontier. That and was then, the first one? Yeah. I oh thought Gotham Knights was the first one. Remember it came out during like right before Dark Knight. Yeah. And it was like the little anthology of different like shorts of Batman stuff. So that was actually the third one. So I watched like huh. uh, Superman Doomsday and then Justice League New Frontier, which I actually never saw before. So that was amazing. But uh, I'm now going to go down the line. I'm just going to switch off. So I'll do like two or three of those. And then I'll go back to a show until I get fatigued by like multiple shows again. And then I'll keep going down the line because they're pretty much all on HBO Max, except for a couple that are ironically still on DC Universe before it goes completely just comic book uh, application. Oh, can I watch that like canceled uh, Swamp Thing show now? So ironically, so this is the funny part, or actually it's not funny, but all this, all the DC Universe original shows, so Titans, Swamp Thing, Harley Quinn, uh, Young Justice, and Stargirl, and Doom Patrol were all on DC Universe. They're all gone. Yeah, those those I've seen on HBO Max so far. I just the one that I haven't seen so far that I was actually really interested in before it came out was Swamp Thing. So you know where they put it? They put it on CW. Where? What? So you can stream Swamp Thing on CW and Stargirl, but Stargirl Stargirl is like the only one that's on both because that makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> so everything is on HBO Max except uh, Stargirl is on both and Swamp Thing's on CW because they're just like hide it because if people see it on HBO Max then they'll want more. <laughs> I guess I don't know, but yeah, it's huh. it's ridiculous. Yeah, so news this week, guys. Uh, it's gonna be everything from theme parks to movie delays, uh, some new stuff with Warner Brothers movies, legendary movies, more Cyborg, Ray Fisher, kind of craziness, Lord of the Rings, uh, Amazon, and then we got gaming news for gaming delays. <laughs> And a bunch of Star Wars, Lucasfilm, Indiana Jones stuff. So that's going to be fun to talk about, at least at the end there. Yeah, it was a pretty big week for uh, game news, now that I think about it. Yeah, so we're... It's only like four bullet points, but those are some pretty big ones, though. Yeah. But we'll we'll go through everything piece by piece. And of course, this is Sutra Side Talk. This is our show where we talk about uh, games, movies, and TV show news, usually select news that we want to go in depth on, as well as what we've been watching and playing. And if you have any questions for the show, you can email us at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. And your question, if you ask it there, can be read on our show. I will say uh, as well, James, normally I try to give out, if someone does answer, ask us a question for the show and we read it out on the show and answer it, uh, we'll give them a free code to a game uh, that I made called Midnight Ultra. But I do have, because I, I guess purchased Birds of Prey from Best Buy, a uh, 14 day trial to HBO Max. So if you guys want to <laughs> get a 14 day trial, uh, I got a code. So if you send us a question that you want us to read on the show and I read it, uh, we will send you an HBO Max code. Uh, but you better do it soon because it'll expire in like a month or two. So I think it, there's like one week or just over one week to watch Wonder Woman <laughs> on HBO Max. Yeah, if so you want if that you, subscription. If you want it, just let us know because I'll send it to you. Just send us an actual viable question because I remember one time someone sent me a, hey, can I get the code? And I was <laughs> like, no, that's not a good question. I'm not reading that on the show. All right. All right. You ready, James, though, to jump right into yeah. it? 
Okay, so first off, this is sad because we had the last time we heard news of this was really exciting and we knew it was coming in February, but uh, the Super Nintendo World in Tokyo has uh, lost its release, or I guess opening date. It was supposed to open uh, on February 4th, so less than a month from now. And it has now, because of COVID, it's pretty much being, it looks like it's resurfacing all over the world like places it wasn't yeah, as bad anymore. So it's like how we we have been in our third wave recently. Excuse me, hold on. <clears throat> it's not so even our, our... I feel like it's been our second wave because we well, were just really bad. We never really got over our second wave, so our third wave kind of piled on top of it. Oh, that's why So I believe what's happening now is the rest of the world is experiencing their third wave like a month after we had ours. Oh. So that's... If I were to hazard a guess, and I'm not an epidemiologist or anything, but like I would, I'd guess that's why Japan and the rest of the world is starting to have a problem again at this point. Is it's just that's where they are in their, I guess, epidemic timeline. I don't know. It, it is really unfortunate, though. I I was actually really surprised that they even had an open date for this uh, theme park in the first place. Yeah. I mean, I know they they showed off like uh, a month ago or a few weeks ago like the food and the attractions and I was really impressed but I was just like man are they even going to really be able to open this safely right now? No, definitely not. not. Yeah, cuz it's been uh I don't know if I've actually fully said it but it's been like the opening date has been delayed indefinitely. So yeah. It means of course we're still going to get it cuz always whenever you hear indefinitely sometimes yeah. it feels like it never will happen for certain things cuz it does never happen for certain things but for this it's literally a physical theme park that's ready to go. Yeah, they, it, they already built it. They already have the food menus. They already have all the accessories and, you know, merchandise you can buy. There's no way they're just going to be like, you know what? Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> to all of it. So it'll still come, but it's going to come when they can fully do it safely. Yeah. And it seems like now everyone's even going like, is it even worth having the numbers drop and then it's going to go up again? So there's no point opening it. Or are they going to really just wait until... There's full results from vaccines and there's just a better chance for everything because it just it's been going back and forth so badly for everything else. Uh, Speaking of which, like that's really for Universal. Like there's not much else to say except like, you know, better when it's safe. And I guess we'll see if this uh, has any effect on now the Tokyo 2021 Summer Olympics because did they just push it back a year? Yeah, it went from 2020 to 2021. Oh, wow, yeah. So that's in like June or July or whatever. I don't see that happening either. Yeah, so we'll we'll see how that goes. And then after that, speaking of theme parks, moving down to our own neighborhood, Disneyland is ending its uh, annual pass holder program because which of course is like your all access uh, if you have that you can go as many times as you want in the year yeah to the it's parks. really popular for people who live in socal like if you're within driving distance of uh, disneyland it's really a fun time to have one of those passes because you could just on any given day be like man i want to go to disneyland i'll just go for like a, a few hours or something yeah like that. and you don't even have to you could just be like i'm literally just gonna hang out in tomorrowland all day you don't even, it's just imagine yeah. that luxury of just being <laughs> i just go there every day for a turkey leg <laughs> I want to go ride the Matterhorn again. <laughs> I want to go to the Star Wars Cantina and drink. Yes. <laughs> that could actually, dude, imagine it. Imagine it, James. If you actually are friends with multiple people and you're all annual holders, you you don't even have to go to a bar in LA. You could just go, hey, let's go to our bar 
at the let's cantina. Go to the cantina. Let's go drink at the cantina and just <laughs> live that life forever. That does sound awesome. <laughs> so yeah, that program's gone. They're apparently reworking their membership programs just because the park's been closed for quite some time, like months. Yeah, I which can see that. Disney has been very angry at Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, for the strict like uh, restrictions compared to Florida. But also, <laughs> yeah, of course they are. <laughs> yeah, so because everything's still going on at Disney World in Florida, like they're still doing their thing, even though things like, there have never real? been good. Oh my god! Yeah, and for Disneyland though, they wanted to open and do like a I forget what they're they said like we have high like security of checking things and making sure everything is okay, which is funny because right now LA is literally the worst place to the point where. It was like one yeah. of those crazy, you know how like it's like, oh, the statistic of every something second, uh, this many people die and this many babies are born in the world or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now there's a statistic of uh, this many seconds or minutes. I honestly forget is now someone has contracted COVID in LA specifically. Dang. Uh, yeah. So that's been a thing and they wanted to reopen. Imagine how much worse it would have been if they had gotten their wish. So, yeah, one thing that's disappointing me is that apparently California is like almost dead last for vaccination uh, efforts right now. Because so. we're also the biggest population, so it's that's very difficult. Thing. Like, I, I, every time I hear that, I want to give Gavin Newsom shit for, you know, I guess not handling things well, but we do literally have so many people in this state. It's and he's huge. He's used all of our, uh, <laughs> I think we're out of money for the state for the most part. Like, a lot of our reserves Jeez. went to helping the state and the businesses and even though the businesses are still suffering, there's nothing yeah. left to So to I want to give him credit for like doing what he can, but it is just unfortunate with, that we're not doing super great right now. Yeah, it's just a whole thing. And with it too, I like I get the situation that Anaheim is in because Disneyland's in Anaheim and because people go to Disneyland, that's pretty much where Anaheim gets a lot of their money from as well as like the local businesses there prosper off of Disneyland. So I'm pretty sure it's done a very hard dent on Anaheim itself. But I mean, it's everything kind of sucks everywhere. Like I literally have a list of like, I want to say now 10 places I used to go and eat at or knew about near my house that are like landmark restaurants and they're all gone, like permanently gone. The Cliff House couldn't make it. Yeah. And that's been like a San Francisco staple for, I can't even remember how long. Before we were born, decades. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. Long time. And so it's been hard everywhere. So at the same time, I get it, but we're all kind of suffering right now in different ways. And it's been, yeah, not fun. Not fun at all. Especially, I barely get, like, sunlight. So <laughs> it's, it's not fun. Uh, yeah, so that's the parks, though. Everything kind of sucks to everything. You can't go to parks still. And things are being delayed, losing programs. But... Just like everything else, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens afterwards. But yeah. moving on, I guess, into uh, more of the entertainment areas that are actually happening or no longer happening. Uh, Sony's film Morbius, which is uh, Jared Leto as the living vampire Morbius yeah, for the Spider-Man cinematic universe. Or now, I guess, still, I don't know if it's like that or MC. We still don't really know. Yeah, I love how we got like one trailer for this. Yeah, and it actually got me excited for it. I was, I was like, man, this doesn't look like it could. It looks kind of decent. It, maybe it's not going to be bad. I don't know. Well, also, see. Morbius is an interesting side character. Yeah, I think. 
and it's being delayed though so it was yeah. supposed to come out in a couple months actually march 19th 2021 it has been delayed to october 8th 2021 which i will say it works better in october as a halloween movie i'd you know, oh you know? yeah now, now that you mention so, it for sure he's literally yeah. uh, i'm not literally a vampire but he's essentially a vampire yeah and it, the tone of it seems very dark anyway so it works for october especially just because like i'd say 60 to 70 percent of the horror movies that come out a year actually 80 percent are not that interesting so yeah it's nice to have something that at least i'd want to go see but that's now yeah october uh there was that delay and then we got some awesome news though i'm excited for we got the synopsis for lord of the rings are you ready james did the amazon show yeah lord of the rings amazon Uh, show uh, yeah Amazon Studios' forthcoming series brings to screens for the very first time the heroic legends of the fabled Second Age of Middle-Earth's history. The epic drama is set thousands of years before the events of J.R.R. Tolkien's uh, The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and will take viewers back to an era in which great powers were forged, kingdoms rose to glory, and fell to ruin. Unlikely heroes were tested, hope hung by the finest of threads, and the greatest villain that ever flowed from Tolkien's pen threatened to cover all the world in darkness. Beginning in a time relative, uh, time of relative peace, the series follows an ensemble cast of characters, both familiar and new, as they confront the long-feared re-emergence of evil to Middle-earth. From the darkest depths of the misty mountains to the majestic forests of the elf capital of Linden, uh, to the breathtaking island of Numenor, to the furthest reaches of the map, these kingdoms and characters will carve out legacies that live on long after they are gone. And that is I think the that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I like that it's not going to be even remotely related to the, the movies that I know so well. So I won't be looking at it to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa but that's not how I remember it and stuff like that. So I don't know. I, I like the idea of there just being more story being told from the Lord of the Rings world that at least I personally don't know that well yet. Yeah. And I'm excited because of these uh, these areas. Because if I remember correctly, I didn't know about Linden until I played, I want to say, Battle for Middle Earth, the RTS game they had a long time ago where you could like really? play as... Yeah. Uh, it was... They, it was like... Uh, there were two games. It was like one and two. And then I think the first one is set like during the events of the movie where you're moving on like the South and Mordor and everything. And you're playing as, I guess like Gondor and Rohan, whereas the second game is supposed to be everything happening in the North. So you got like the elves of, I think Lothorian, the woodland realm, you got mm-hmm. the dwarves of the iron mountains and stuff. And it's supposed to be, or the, uh, not the iron mountain, the iron Hills, I think, and the lonely mountain mm-hmm. and everything else. But, it's really, really fun. Anyway, uh, Linden is supposed to be where the Grey Havens are. So remember that boat Frodo and them familiar. get. Remember the end of Return of the King when they get on the boat. Yeah, yeah, that's the place. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like uh, it used to be a sprawling before Rivendale. Linden was like the main place of the elves, and they had a lot going on there. But now it's more of a departure land when you get to like Lord of the Rings. So it should be a lot more lively. And if I remember correctly, 
that is actually where Gilgalad rules, who is the king of the elves at the time, who he gets killed in a bat he gets killed in a, a fight against Sauron, like him. And I want to say it was... Yeah, uh, the name is sort of familiar. It might have come up at some point in The Lord of the Rings. He was the one that had the one of the three rings of the elves. And then before oh. he died, he gave his to Elrond. Oh, okay. Yeah, because Elrond wasn't one of the original uh, ring holders. It was Gilgalad. And he was like the king of the elves. And he fought Sauron for like three days or something until he died. And then same right. with like the king Elendil, like the king of the humans, until he died. And then Isildur is like... Ah! <laughs> like slashes cast it into the fire it's the end of the war. No. I gotta watch those movies again <laughs> dude those movies are fantastic I, I've been wanting to watch them again but I also know I don't have time so it's been horrible I'm like I I have such a nice blu-ray uh, collection of the of those movies that comes in like a nice box and everything and I'm really tempted that now that I the PS5 has a 4k blu-ray player I kind of want to get the 4k blu-rays for Lord of the Rings <laughs> Uh, maybe and not. I don't know. Numenor is uh, they said the island of Numenor. That is where the Dunedain come from, right? And the Dunedain are they pretty much uh, when they come from Numenor to the main like region of Middle Earth, they establish Arnor in the north, and uh, I think it was called Minas Arnor. No, it was Arnor in the north. I think it was just all Arnor. Yeah, I, th- I think I can't remember anymore. It, it's like hard to remember every single portion, but. It's like their full kingdom, and they had Minas, Arnor, and something else. But they, they it got to a point where it became Arnor and Gondor, but it was all Numenorian, and then there was, like, dark Numenorians that, uh, like, had a civil war, and then they became the Corsairs that are, like, down in Umbar and stuff. Those pirate dudes mm-hmm. that get killed by the ghosts. Oh. Oh, yeah yeah okay so that's supposed to be a full dark numenorian city and there's a whole thing with that and eventually like the witch king of angmar uh comes to destroy the numenorians that are in the north so all the dunedain up there and there's like three kingdoms of dunedain and they all get killed piece by piece until like i think aragorn and his father like i guess they get him out or something and or something like i forget how it works but like you know that's what after the remnant dunedain become the rangers and then uh, in the south, you know, you still have Gondor, but it's not like what it once was. And the blood of the Numenorians is very, very thin. So there's like not many actual Dunedain left. But yeah, it's a whole thing. So, you know, you're getting the islands and stuff like that, but it's the second age. And from what it sounds like, it's there, there's relative peace. But what I don't know yet, James, is it sounds like it's going to be the last alliance of man and elves versus Sauron. Or we might still get the man we might get him we might get the man who sauron was a servant to we might get Melkor. Really? yeah huh. who sat on the seat of morgoth and he was like a a corrupted uh being who I, he, I think he was one of the um i forget what they're called now holy crap i, I used to know all the names but it's everything's just destroyed my brain uh but yeah no he's like the main villain and Sauron was the servant to the point where like in it's like the similarion is the book where that all takes place and it's so cool because that book Sauron's a werewolf at one point huh and like that's just like one of the forms he takes as his servant but Melkor is like the main one and he's got like Sauron was like is a powerful villain 
But Sauron was never as big as Morgoth, uh, like Melkor. Melkor, like, was much more powerful, not to mention he, like, Sauron never has Balrogs. Melkor had an army of Balrogs, and, like, the Balrog that fought Gandalf wasn't even, like, the main Balrog. There was, like, a Gothmog, the Balrog king, and there was all this stuff. Yeah, there was a whole thing. Like, there was Ungoliant, the Spider Queen, who Shelob was just the daughter of. Mm. So, like, there's a whole thing of stuff in that area and even though it sounds like it's very hard to tell but i'm it 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 honestly more sounds like it's going to be the last alliance versus sauron but i would still very much like to see more of the earlier similarion stuff because there's so much it's so rich even though you could probably make a show out of each portion of that book like that book itself is so massive like there's the war of the jewels where there's actually a war between elves and dwarves there's the war between, like, the elves and Melkor uh, and stuff. There's a whole thing. It's just, there's just so much to go through with. But I, I really want to... I'm very curious as to... If they keep casting more and more, then we'll know. But from what I heard, it sounded like... Um, I forget who they cast as it, but he played... Um, he played... What was John's uncle's name? Who was Cold Hands? Oh, oh, um, Benjamin Stark? Yeah, Benjamin Stark. If I remember correctly, the actor was cast, and it sounded like he was playing Melkor. Oh, so that could still be the case. If it is, then that's going to be perfect. Because also he goes by, like, Morgoth and Melkor, even though his kingdom is also Morgoth, so it gets kind of confusing. Uh, but we'll see. I, I really want to know more, but I'm glad at least we got the synopsis and this is coming along. And it's being shot, James, in New Zealand, which is like the most healthy place in the in the world. So oh, yeah. they got a I lot did. of things going good for them right now. I totally forgot about that. But that is our Lord of the Rings news, which like I said, I'm very excited about. And now to make everything go back down again in happiness, but uh, we got some more news regarding, um, unfortunately, regarding it, Ray Fisher. So he tweeted out that well it was both warner brothers and him for the most part so warner brothers said that they are moving on from uh his character so they are pretty much writing him out of the flash they are not also it doesn't sound like they're recasting him either yeah i don't think they will be and which sucks too because that means most likely then the cyber movie that was supposed to happen i think 2020 ironically uh (laughs) is uh never going to happen and if they don't recast him then the cyborg's just out and they're just gonna act like they'll just be like oh he's doing blah 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 and it's gonna be some bullshit thing but ray fisher pretty much said like yeah uh, they moved on and um let me see if actually i can pull up his tweets again because i was just looking at an article before but let me actually see if i can find what he officially said uh, for it but james how do you feel about all this honestly with everything going on well i mean like we mentioned last time it's just what bothers both of us it seems like is like why why is he so upset about his time in the justice league movie and you know what happened you know because he said he seems to be uh putting out this story that like some terrible shit happened on set and Jason Momoa did at some point back up Ray Fisher. So I guess something must have happened, but no one else is saying anything. So it's just, it's really confusing, like why this is even a thing. 
And then on top of that, now that he, it's like official that he's just not going to be in The Flash. He's not going to be in future Justice League movies, probably. Definitely. At least Ray Fisher isn't. You know, I, I want to focus on the actor more than the character because it, it, you know, he's a real person. And it sucks that some something bad enough happened to him that he's just like, I don't want to be in these movies anymore or whatever. Uh but it's also just really disappointing that Cyborg is a really important part of the DC universe. Yeah. And he was he was on the Titans, he was he's on the Justice League and he's an interesting character. And it's just weird that they would try to keep this, you know, DC universe uh cinematic universe going without one of the major Justice League characters. Yeah, I'd agree. And it's going to be weird too cuz usually it, for more or less they do try to reflect comics now with the movies to an extent like of course like the the main thing to try to sell is the trinity they always want to sell batman yeah. superman wonder woman because they sell the most but uh i would not be surprised if this is the full case that that you would see less cyborg especially cuz he became like a front runner for the justice league in the comics and that was also in preparation for the buildup of the DCU when you really look at it as well. Because mm. it was around oh, that yeah. time, like, Man of Steel came out, and then I think they knew ahead of time. So they wanted to beat it to it instead of look like they were just adapting. Whereas they just kind of made it look like they weren't adapting when they were. But I think uh, one of the other disappointing things is, like, one of the last things that we saw in Justice League was... Uh, I think it was Bruce was trying to help Cyborg, and they, he, like, didn't update to his... I don't know, hardware and his body changed from like this stupid looking angular, you know, futuristic look that he had for the rest of the movie to the more, you know, smooth chrome cyborg look. And I was like, oh, my God, they made him look just like he does in the comics. It's awesome. I can't wait to see more of that. And now we're not. <laughs> yeah. And I, I got his. So I got a tweet he sent that has like two pages of stuff. I'll I'll, I'll see if I we'll, we'll go through it. And then he also released something else. But here we go. This is from three days ago. Uh, he writes, I've received official confirmation that Warner Brothers Pictures has decided to remove me from the cast of The Flash. I strongly disagree with their decision, but it is one that is unsurprising. Despite oh, So he's not the one that doesn't want to go. He wants to. So he said, I don't want to be in anything that Walter Hamada is a part of. And they said, mm. OK, then you're not. OK. Oh. And so despite the misconception, Cyborg's involvement in The Flash was much larger than a cameo. And while I do mourn the lost opportunity to bring Victor Stone Victor Stone back to the screen, bringing awareness to the actions of Walter Hamada will prove to be a much more important contribution to our world. On December 30th, 2020, I made it clear that I cannot, with a clear conscience, participate in any production associated with the current president of DC Films, Walter Hamada. The reasoning behind that declaration was uh, twofold. One, Walter's purposeful attempt to undermine the Justice League investigation in order to protect his friend and former co-president, Jeff Johns, Two, Walter's attempt to protect himself by contributing to the public dissemination of lies and misinformation about myself in the Justice League investigation in Warner Brothers Pictures, September 4th, the statement to the rap. Uh, bear in mind, Walter Hamada interfering with the Justice League investigation is a completely separate issue than the investigation itself. And while Walter's behavior was not a point of focus for the investigation of the Justice League res reshoots, uh, his dangerous and enabling actions during the investigation process must be called to account. 
on July 7th, 2020, happy birthday, uh, during a 57-minute long phone call with Walter, I made multiple attempts to have uh, to have a... Oh, uh, that's just a typo. To have him escalate my claims of misconduct against uh, Joss Whedon, Jeff Johns, and John Berg uh, through proper channels, rather than escalate the situation when initially asked, Walter disparaged Joss Whedon and John Berg in an attempt to cover for Jeff Johns. Uh, when I al alerted Walter that Jeff was, in fact, a major contributor to the issue experienced, including blatant racism, Walter tried to, uh, tried but no to no avail to get me to reveal the names of witnesses and other specifics that could be used to uh, forsworn Jeff of the claims being brought against him. Walter even went so far as to sharply dismiss the certain claims of mine as untrue because of his work experience and personal relationship with Jeff. Walter indicated that he was briefed on Joss Whedon's problematic behavior well in advance of my speaking out on July 1st, 2020. The briefing likely came from Jeff Johns, with whom uh, Walter served as co-president of DC Films. Regardless of how he made it aware, Walter knew that there was legitimacy to my claims against Joss Whedon. Yet he persisted in trying to minimize and dismiss the situation, claiming that it is a producer's job to protect the director, and that he puts in quotes, and that he was looking to move beyond anything to do with Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> it wasn't until I argued. Walter down that he agreed to escalate my claims as asked, citing it as above his pay grade, knowing that he had overstepped and that I had no intention of backing down. Walter made matters worse by making a tastelessly self-aware joke about not wanting me to put down put him on Twitter, not wanting to put it uh, on Twitter about this. Well, here we are, page two. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, it's it, this one's a little bit shorter. Uh, despite Walter's best efforts, the Justice League investigation was able to expose the racist, coercive, uh, discriminatory, and retaliatory behavior of Jeff Johns during his tenure with Walter Media Warner Media's affiliates. It has also led to the mo more uh, immediate parting of ways between Wal Warner Media and Joss Whedon. While it may legally and financially, uh, maybe legally and financially safer to quietly phase Jeff Johns out or let Joss Whedon exit on his own accord. I share neither of those responsibilities. My responsibilities are and have been, one, to try to protect those that were brave enough to lend their voice to the Justice League investigation, two, uh, to use what little power I possess to ensure that the workspace, or workplace behavior exhibited during the Justice League reshoots and its investigation never happen again. No one in any profession should have to argue with their employer for their claims of abuse, racism, and discrimination to be taken up proper chain of command. And no one in any uh, position of leadership should attempt to dissuade those wishing to report such claims from doing so. Walter's actions have transformed this narrative from an investigation of onset misconduct in 2017 to the examination of the present-day cover-up culture of Hollywood. His contribution to Warner Media or uh, Warner Brothers Pictures' September 4th statement to the rap was false, cowardly, and reckless. I maintain that Walter Hamada is unfit for a position of leadership, and I'm willing at any point to submit to a polygraph test to support my claims against him. I don't know how many instances of workplace abuse Walter has attempted to cover in the past, but hopefully the Justice League investigation will be the last. And if the end of my time as cyborg is the cost for helping to bring awareness and accountability to Walter Hamada's actions... I'll pay it gladly. Onward, gratefully, Ray. Uh, quotes, 
You reach a point in life where you simply must take a stand. Hmm. Yeah. Man, that's... That sucks if that's all true. That, like, there's just massive cover-ups of, like, blatant racism and stuff going on at, at DC, at least the cinematic, uh, the, the movie division. I don't know. Like... I, I don't know what to say about that because like we said last time, it's all we personally have is what he says versus what the studio says. So I want to believe him because he sounds sincere. And, and Momoa still backs him up. And that's the, that's the other thing is that it's not just him saying that something went wrong. Uh, but man, it's one of those things where I, like, I don't want to believe that DC would be that horribly corrupt, but I don't know. Yeah, and I I honestly don't know, like, I've always enjoyed, <laughs> it sucks, because I love Jeff Johns' writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he usually writes some amazing shit, like, if you read Doomsday Clock, that, that stuff's fantastic. It's like the, the Watchmen DC crossover, you were like, don't ever do this, and then they did it, and you're like, this is actually really good. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's just appalling that Jeff Johns would be in that, and... It's like, I don't want, I'm not going to be honest. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I don't want to believe that. I mean, I don't want it to be true because it's like, no, Jeff Johns is awesome. Like, yeah. But I'm also inclined to be like, I mean, why Why would Ray Fisher go to all this trouble to lie? Yeah. Like, why would he go this hard to lie about this? And it's like, I don't know. It's all. It's so crazy too, just because you'd think there'd be more. But I also feel like, there isn't more because of the investigation that you're not supposed yeah. to let it come out. So I feel like maybe eventually they'll give out all of the information. But for now, we just have to take what we can. And I got to hope so. I got to yeah. hope that at some point DC is like, listen, we don't know what Ray's talking about. Here's what we found. And they put out their uh, findings. We still wouldn't know if that's entirely truthful. Yeah. And but it'd be nice to get something. Yeah. And he did also release a recording of a conversation he had with a, uh, I guess, investigative uh, representative that was part of like the investigation. Because the, for the investigation, they had to get a third party in on it. Mm-hmm. And the person pretty much the whole time is saying that he's been completely 100% true, like, uh, like great to work with and honest about everything. And forthcoming for all the information that they didn't have to like try to get anything out of them. And it's like a full recording between them. Uh, I don't know, you know, he like released it, but I guess because it's like that part wasn't towards the investigation itself. It's like more of the conversation of afterwards, I guess. But mm. I don't know. And then you could tell, though, how he feels because the newest tweet he has, I think from four hours ago, is basically hyping up the Snyder Cut. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> so you can see kind of the differences there, though, because the whole thing is his issue from when everything started was during the reshoots. That's Sounds where the like investigation it, yeah. comes from was when Joss Whedon was on there. Not like the whole thing is he said he loved working with Zack Snyder. So it's still it's a, it's a it's still a shitty situation. I it yeah. sucks ass. And I there's a hashtag starting now. Uh, I stand with Ray Fisher is a now a, an official hashtag that's been going on everywhere. It, and uh, I would say just follow those hashtags and just Ray Fisher's tweets as you want to know more things as they come just because I guess that's the best you're going to get for now and 
Shit, I just honestly, for I just want more information. I just want to know more Same. about all this. Yeah. And honestly, I don't want him to leave. He was a good, he was a good cyborg. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like they didn't use him for much in Justice League, but I thought he was fine. Yeah, I, I, that's why. I'm, oh my god, it's gonna suck. Is if he's amazing in Snyder Cut, I think there's gonna be yeah. a lot more backlash towards Warner Brothers. That too. Which I'll be honest, dude. <laughs> if if he actually is really good, I'll be like, man, y'all fucking suck. You better bring him back in. <laughs> Move Jeff Johns away. Do anything. I don't care. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, man. Hashtag save cyborg. Nah, I'm just going to stick to the Ray Fisher part. Ah, uh, okay. And then yeah. that makes sense. That makes yeah. much more Yeah, I stand with Ray sense. Fisher. <laughs> Hashtag I stand with Ray Fisher. There you go. All right. On more lighthearted news, we got uh, we got some photos, James. We got some Mortal Kombat photos. Did you see them? I saw the one where... Um... Uh, what's it called uh sub-zero is making some ice but i didn't see anything else though oh you didn't see anything else no okay so there was uh various photos you could probably find them online but they are of if i can guess because it's various um it's kind of all over the place uh i think looking at them all here let me go through you have cole who is this new protagonist character, which I guess they didn't want to use Johnny Cage because it always feels like Johnny Cage is ironically the main character, even though he's Johnny Cage. Uh, yeah. But there's this white dude named Cole. So, you know, you got to have this white dude that's just like, I'm the main guy uh, in Mortal Kombat. Uh, and he's like, it just shows him first, like in a boxing stance. And then him uh looks like he's wrestling a guy so it's i think it's uh what do you call it is it mixed martial arts is it mma if he's like basically doing everything from punching and like putting in like a headlock and stuff yeah mma is like kind of all those things together yeah so it looks like he's doing mixed martial arts uh and you got two pictures there then you got one as uh you got and he's played by lewis tan then you have kano and sonia blade sonia blades basically got kano down on the ground uh, Sonya Blade's played by Jessica McCammy. Uh, Kano is played by Josh Lawson, and he's got like the Kano scars and stuff. And she's like got him down. She's holding him by like the collar of his shirt, and uh, his other her other arms like uh, got his arm up, and her legs on his her foot's on his other arm, pinning him to the ground. You got uh, Sub Zero and Scorpion. You got uh, Joe Salam as Sub Zero, looking like he's stabbing Scorpion in the shoulder. Uh, and Scorpion's played by Hiroki, uh, or Hiroyuki Sanada, and their other names are Scorpion's, I guess, non-Scorpion name is Hanzo Hasashi, and Sub-Zero's name is Bihan, uh, and I think it's before both of them have their powers, because it just looks like one dude's just stabbing the other. Then you got Ludi in as Liu Kang, and Max Huang as Kung Lao, and he's got the hat and everything, so they they look pretty much their characters. He does look good, yeah. One's them both like getting ready to fight, and then the other's them like back to back, sort of facing them. And then <laughs> you got uh, McHad Brooks as uh, Jax, uh, aka. Yeah, th- those arms look good. Yeah, other known as uh, Major Jackson Briggs. Is that mm-hmm. like, if I zoom in, you just got a mustache? Which, did Jax have a mustache? Man, I don't. Not that I can think of, although I'm. I don't think I played enough Mortal Kombat to recognize whether or not Jax had a uh, mustache because 
his most defining feature is his mechanical arms. So that's the only thing I would ever like remember of Jax. And it's dude, I cra- it was so bad, but I cracked up. Someone was like, someone posted, and I didn't see the photos yet. And someone was like, dude, look at this crazy picture of Steve Harvey. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my like, god, you're right. It does look like Steve Harvey. <laughs> Dude, well, it's because he's like, like he's bald too. Yeah, it's the his face. Like, oh my god, I can't even. It's that fucking mustache. It really is the mustache. It looks like Steve Harvey's mustache. Uh, another uh, Kano picture, and then Sub Zero uh, with the ice. So he's got like an ice dagger. It looks like. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. Yeah, and that's it. And the movie's supposed to arrive April sixteenth of this year so that's the wow really yeah because it's gonna be one it was one of the Warner brothers uh the- theatrical hbo max films mm. yeah so that's why Man, they didn't I, move it i didn't think they'd ever make another mortal kombat movie after an, uh, annihilation which was bad <laughs> it was so bad they did um was it legacy it's like those shorts oh yeah that was actually pretty good yeah it was really i i enjoyed that so we'll see how this goes honestly i'm excited for this because i think they could do a it's, I don't think it's that hard to do like a good version of this, but also apparently there's going to be fatalities. So that's going to be oh. really dope. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious <laughs> to see how that goes. But yeah, that'll be April. I don't think we'll see a first look of that until after a, a certain other thing that we'll be covering in just uh, actually right now. So speaking of, because they're doing Warner Brothers, also Warner Brothers... James, I got this news right after we did the Batman vs. Superman, or not bad, the Man of Steel commentary. I got the news after, and I was in complete disarray because this threw off my, this destroys my life, James. You and Danny both were, like, so upset. (laughs) Because, all right, the reason for this is because I have, all right, this is Godzilla vs. King Kong news, or Godzilla vs. Kong news. They have delayed this film like two or three times now. And each time I just died a little bit more inside. <laughs> and I understood at a certain point after a couple delays it was because of COVID. And I'm like, all right, that makes sense. I get it. Like, you know, I, I understand. But, but they had it in May. It was supposed to be, and I, I was ready, James. It was supposed to come out May 21st of this year, 2021. And because of that, remember I told you I've been doing Monster Movie Thursdays? Mm-hmm. I had it planned out. It was all set and mapped out for every week. We were going to build up and finish like all three eras of Godzilla before this came out, along with like all the Kong movies. And then on like weekends, I was going to incorporate the Raiway era and the American movies just to do like a quick rehash of everything. So we'd have a full build up and it would have been awesome. And also, I was hoping in May, potentially, because, you know, that's four months from now, like a four months and a week from now, like, you know, vaccines are currently going out. They're going through still like the first phase and they're getting ready for the second because essential workers yeah. are going to start getting it. And, uh, people. and older people, potentially, you know, like my family would be good to go by then. Like, I think, our dude, my, now my uh, oldest sister uh, got the vaccine because she's got oh, like awesome. a... a, a because she had like cancer previously, so, uh, so it's immune, immune compromised. Yeah, and my so, uh, brother-in-law will be getting it too because he's an essential oh. worker. He's the one, one of the people that drives the trains in, uh, oh, like, okay. throughout the East Coast and stuff. So they'll both be good to go, and then like eventually, you know, my parents will get it because they're both senior citizens with autoimmune deficiencies, sure. and it would just be me and my other sister. It's like in LA, and eventually we'll get it though. But at least everyone else will be good, and I'll get it. 
but I'm like, oh my God, I could go watch it in IMAX theater. Like hopefully <laughs> in May, maybe I could go see it in IMAX theater here, somewhere nearby. I just need to, I need to see it in IMAX. Like that's all that matters. I need to see this fucking movie. I want to see King Kong punch uh, Godzilla in the face and I want to feel the concussive shockwave of the sound. <laughs> I've been a good boy for nearly this entire year. I haven't done anything. I've been inside majority of my fucking life here. I just want to go see this goddamn movie in IMAX. Let me see this goddamn movie in IMAX. And James, what did they do, James? They, they took two months from your schedule. They took two months from my life. They moved it up to March 26, 2021. Godzilla vs. Kong is coming out theatrically in HBO Max March 26th. So, this does two things. One, my schedule that I had clearly planned out is now destroyed completely destroyed i think what i'm going to be able to do is just get um all of the older kong movies and the heisei era so like the 80s 90s godzilla movies done for everybody and then if they really want to on the weekends we could watch like uh godzilla 2014 skull island and king of monsters and just knock those out again really fast and then afterwards basically post godzilla versus kong then i go all right we can relax again go to steady pace and watch like the millennium era of godzilla or whatever but, uh, which isn't that bad to adjust to, but it's still just like, I had it, it was perfectly planned for that release date. It was all perfect. And then, James, odds are I'm not going to be vaccinated by then. I don't think I will. And also, I don't think that theaters in San Francisco will be open at that point either. That's another question. Like, I just saw an, uh, an article last night or the day before from SFGate about, like, San Francisco's finally getting their uh, mass uh, vaccination plans, like, rolled out. So I, I would hope that they have a, a few uh, mass vaccine, max vaccination, holy shit, that was a hard thing to say for some reason, uh, sites, you know, throughout the city within a few weeks. But we'll see. I don't know. that. March is still cutting it really close. Yeah, so I, I'm i trying to figure this out, and I'm like, okay, okay, so, James, if, let's say, at least my family's vaccinated, and it is in a theater, but it's, like, hard, I will potentially, if I can, I will still go, but it'll be that thing where I gotta buy, like, if it is an IMAX, that means I'm buying, like, three rows for myself, and I'm like, <laughs> fuck it, I, it's, it's my area, y'all stay away. I have this entire, this entirety of like 30 seats are mine. You don't come near here while I watch this movie. Just get like a circle around you. Yeah, I'm going to put salt, I'm going to put salt around me as well. Um, But God, I don't know what I'm going to do now. I don't, one of my friends was just like, you know, it's going to be open in Atlanta. And I'm like, it's not, I'm like, ironically, I'm also. But then I got a plane too. Yeah, I'm like, great. So I got to get on a plane. And then go over there, and I love how y'all are just so lax over there. Have fun with that, but still, I'm just yeah. like, God, like, oh God, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out though. I gotta, I gotta figure it out, James. How do you? Uh, they, they also released a teaser because they did an HBO Max sizzle reel, which showed footage of this, which it's Godzilla coming out of the water and Kong punching him, and they're on an aircraft carrier, and it's like very, very quick. And then they even show like a very small clip of like Space Jam. And there's not really much else. Like, it seems like they're going to start giving out. Because also, another fun part, James, we haven't gotten a trailer for this movie and it comes out now in two months. Yeah, that's also really surprising. We haven't even gotten a trailer yet. So I expect if the, now that they've done this uh, atrocious 
atrocious move of just screwing me over. And they they said, how, how do we screw Kamran over? Let's make sure we, he never gets to watch this movie in theaters. Because I'm like, yeah, I could watch it at HBO Max at midnight if I wanted to. But fuck that. I don't want to do that. I want to go to a theater. Yeah, I thought it was really funny that like right after the movie, I checked Twitter and I saw like Godzilla was trending. And I, I clicked on it and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I want I I wonder if uh, that's real. Cameron might like seeing that it's like closer or like the movie's coming sooner rather than later. And then like as soon as Danny's like, oh, hey, by the way, Cameron, they moved up Godzilla. You literally like gripped the desk and you're like, no, it's too soon. <laughs> I, I actually uh, I on my my main discord where I talked to a lot of my friends that I went to school with, the ones that like I've been streaming Godzilla to this whole time. And also like mm-hmm. we did it back when we were at school. We used to do like watch parties on Sundays, do like Godzilla double features and stuff. And we watched, they got to watch me watch Godzilla 2014 in IMAX together. <laughs> and they like, they were like more so they were watching the movie, but a couple of them were like, honestly, I just kept turning to you to see how your face would just change when certain things would happen. And it was kind of better than the movie. <laughs> and I was, it was like that group. And then uh, I pretty much did this whole of just like, they've destroyed my life. But <laughs> I did like this whole like uh, set of posts there. And I like put um, uh, Big Boss or like a uh, Punish Snake when he's like, you know, when he's on fire and he's screaming up on it, he's like on his knees. Yeah. And he's, yeah. I put that and I also changed my name uh, to Punch Cameron Denied IMAX. <laughs> a man denied his IMAX. <laughs> so I'm, I say that funnily, but I honestly, I'm still, I'm still actually like, I, I was legitimately depressed that night. I was like actually yeah, I saw you fully post on depressed. Twitter like current mood and it's like batman just like looking sad in the rain that's a combo of that and just like i'm just stressed from everything but from uh, all the recordings and like i'm still working on the room like i said there's a bunch of boxes behind me but it's also like everything hit me at once and then I'll, i'm like i'm slowly dying and then they go hey godzilla's coming sooner and you can't see it in theaters and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> it's the like when at the end of the tunnel has been extinguished Warner Brothers is that guy that I'm already crawling on the ground and then they step on my wrist while I'm on the ground. <laughs> so it's it's like that right now. Thanks, WB. You're being assholes to Ray Fisher and now you're being assholes to me. <laughs> Fucking sucks ass. But yeah, so that's Godzilla vs. King Kong. And uh, as you can see, you now know how I feel about it. Uh, in other DC news <laughs> and Warner Brothers news, James, we saw that a uh, three-second clip of Jared Leto's The Joker telling Batman yeah. that he, sh- he should be ashamed of himself. And it's brought up a lot of traction again for release the Ayer cut, which I will say, James, now that we've won our battle to release the Snyder cut, I mean, it's like, it's the thing with Suicide Squad where it's like, well, it can't get any worse, right? So let's have it come yeah. on. I, I did not like Suicide Squad at all. I, like, even... Even as like a dumb action movie, I think it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make and, any sense. <laughs> and one of the things that bugged me the most was that the you literally could cut the Joker out of that movie entirely and it would be the, the exact same movie. And somehow Jerry Leto is just like, no, but we shot like way more Joker stuff and they just cut it all out. And so what's left is like nothing. Yeah. So that that alone does make me want to maybe see the air cut to see like, well, did he have did the director have more plans for the Joker that was like actually important? So that's what I'm I'm wondering because the whole thing for me too is like I don't think it's gonna make it a better Suicide Squad movie, but I think it at least could nah, potentially make not. it a better movie. 
at least. Because it's like the whole thing with Joker being in there in the first place defeats the full... I mean, that movie itself is just a joke of what the Suicide Squad does and what it is. So yeah. it's just a whole mess. Just like in a way, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey is also an entire mess. Like that's also... Even though I enjoyed yeah, that movie, I, like it just doesn't make sense for what it should be. Yeah, I watched that movie recently and just like the writing of it, like the action is fine, but the writing of that movie made me actually angry. I I, I was more so angry at their depictions of Cassandra Cain and Dinah Lance. That really got me. I was yeah. just like... But that's a... that's what? a. I know, I know. It's, it's a whole thing and James... I will say we will get to both of those movies in due time. Don't worry. In the cut of yeah. steel, we'll be doing our, I already know exactly how I'm going to change suicide squad and then birds of prey as well. Like I, those are kind of easy, uh, but it, yeah, it's all, it's a whole thing, but it would be interesting. And I really do want to see an air cut, especially too, because at least for Snyder cut, you had to, it's weird saying just like, it's not even saying the movies anymore. It's just the last name of the director and then cut, yeah. but Snyder Cut, you had to do all these reshoots and they put in a lot more work into it and put a lot of money into it. Whereas what David Ayer said, they don't need to reshoot anything. Everything is there. They just have to edit yeah. it all together. That's all they got to yeah. do. That's like so that much easier. Is, yeah, that content is there. They just removed a lot of it for, I guess, runtime or, or whatever. Yeah, all so, yeah, HBO Max, I think, because depending on the success of uh, Snyder Cut, it could mean so many things. It could mean potential. It, they could come back to snack center and be like, Hey, so we want you back, baby. Or it could also like at the easiest, it could be like, Hey, that was really successful. Do you want to have an easy add in for HBO max? Do you want an easy addition to just be like, Hey, get people to more clicks, more traffic, suicide squad area cut. It doesn't require that much work and you don't even have to make a new movie. It's just altering an existing one. That's all you got to do. Like that's easy money. Like why wouldn't you want to do that? And then yeah. if they if it was good enough, they could re-release it on Blu-ray, just like Snyder Cut. And then they're making even more money. Like Are they that's, doing that with Snyder Cut. They better because I want to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> if they if they do it and it's amazing, I will probably just go and sell my Whedon Cut like easily because I don't want to have that. I I couldn't. I don't got, need this anymore. <laughs> when I bought Aquaman in 4K, I had next to it justice league in 4k and then i went why am i doing this and i went and got the six dollar <laughs> blu-ray for that one where i still got the 4k for aquaman and i'm like i know where my priorities lie <laughs> so well aquaman is actually a good movie aquaman is fantastic but yeah so it's uh yeah so i i, I want to see more and because i really don't think they 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 showed like the worst parts i think of the joker for that i i think jared leto given his acting prowess probably did a much better job in these other scenes and yeah with I mean, those other leto, scenes we'll probably put the current ones into more context as well yeah i mean jerry leto is a good actor yeah he's like, blade runner I've, um what was he uh he was uh, in um lord, lord of, war. of war yeah like, i i really liked him in lord of war and it's just weird that yeah one what we did get of him in in uh, suicide squad was like weird and didn't help the movie at all and then the idea that there's more that might make shit make sense. I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, it's just like... Or, it, or not. Well, I don't know. Yeah, it, it could be terrible. Who knows? But at least, like like I said, I don't think it'll it contribute to Suicide Squad overall as a Suicide Squad. But it's like, cool, we got these cool Joker scenes. That's like, at least you get to take away with that if they're well done. And then you... It also puts in more believability that, like, you know, we're seeing potentially that we're going to have multiple Batman in films now. 
And now you could potentially, if it works well enough, you could have multiple Jokers and you could potentially keep Jared Leto as a Joker and he can get not hated on for people changing yeah. his makeup because people are more so angry about his makeup than anything. And it's like, it's not his fault that they made his makeup like that. Yeah. I, I just didn't like his tattoos. The tattoos just, were stupid. Just take out the damaged part and I think that, it would have been 20 times better. One. Just damaged. It's like the same thing with Made of Steel. It's like, if you make the color better, I bet everyone's going to be happier. And I it's actually like... checked that out earlier. I checked out like the uh, colorized version of Man of Steel and I was just like, oh my God, it looks so much better. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. Just it's, Take out that one tattoo and the film goes up by one point. <laughs> well, it's like all the other tattoos are at least kind of like the the smiley laugh thing that he puts over his face. Like that's stupid, but at least kind of interesting. Yeah. The the like all the other tattoos around his torso are not like clever, but you know, interesting tattoos. I guess it's just the fact that he's like tattooed damaged on his forehead. That w- that's the most so edge lord fucking shit you've ever seen in your yeah. life. Yeah, that's like <laughs> that was like who did this. But yeah, if if that was excellent, I'd be like, "What would you? Th- what were you thinking? Like, why did yeah. you think that was good?" <laughs> but anyway, that's all. Did of the you movie. know his fucked up teeth are because of Batman? Like, no, because he didn't tell me that. <laughs> yeah, that is that is true. It's like it's, you're telling us outside of the movie. Why are we supposed to know that? Uh, but yeah, that's all the movie TV news. Uh, jumping into the game news, guys, we've got uh, some stuff. So first off, this is some sad news. Uh, James, my most anticipated game of 2021 is now not coming in 2021. Hogwarts Legacy has been delayed to 2022 uh, because it seems like just development in terms of, you know, COVID affecting things again, too. So yeah, it it's slowed things slowing down. things down. It's It sounds like a lot of the industry is having issues testing their games while developing. I And I don't know why, but I don't know. So that that is really unfortunate. I, that was one of the games I was looking forward to. A lot of people were. Like, yeah. People people have been uh, looking forward to a Harry Potter open world RPG for a long time. It's literally my dream come true. It's like if you could have any game from any license or anything, I'd be like, hey, I want to, I want to, I want to live in Hogwarts. It's like, oh, you want to be in the movie? And I'm like, no, I want to, I want to live in Hogwarts. You <laughs> did. I just want to be in Hogwarts. <laughs> I just want to. I want to get five points for Gryffindor, and I want. I want to go to Hogsmeade. <laughs> and stuff so it's like it's like oh my god i want this to happen and now it's like okay one more year and i'm like fuck fine just make it amazing that's all i care about so i know this is probably just because i've been playing persona but like a persona game set in hogwarts instead of generic japanese school could definitely work oh i i I wouldn't doubt it you just just don't need the personas you just like instead of summoning personas to do magic you you're just doing the magic yourself <laughs> i'm just excited to be like I, i'm gonna have a game where potentially i can go to class <laughs> play bully yeah play bully. uh god they need to make a sequel to that but uh they that makes it okay so james that was my most anticipated game of 2021 i'm trying to think of now what it ha- it could be now and I'm like thinking of everything and I honestly I guess it's gonna be um I mean I'm not saying I guess like oh I guess it is now but I was excited for it it was just this was so much everything I've always wanted but I think God of War Ragnarok if that actually still happens in 2021 yeah for me it's either gonna be God of War Ragnarok or Horizon Forbidden Forbidden West Mm. depending on which one actually does end up coming out this year because both of them already seem too soon but I don't know. Maybe they were in farther develop, farther along in development than I expected. 
Yeah, we'll see. Um, I don't think we can count the Witch Queen as the... Uh, no. <laughs> I'm getting mad that, like, the Sivuroth in uh, Destiny is going to be, like, not really a thing this season, it seems. Dude, that, that is, that's it. They already finished it. You're like, okay, I guess I was that's like, it. Oh, yeah, you defeated his High Celebrant. I was Don't like, where's the Cabal? It? But okay. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, wait, what? What the fuck? We'll, we'll talk about that another time. But, uh, yeah, so... I think God of War Ragnarok is now my 2021. But the, the thing is, it, the feeling of it, because there's no... They've got three big first-party games coming this year. Ratchet & Clank, uh, Rift Apart, Horizon oh, yeah. Forbidden West, and God of War. They have to be spaced out enough still. And they have none of them have release dates. So you would assume yeah. that none of them are... Unless they surprise release one like Ratchet & Clank in March. That's the soonest I see it is surprise release in March. Otherwise, uh, you're not going to see Ratchet and Clank until like probably May or June, and then yeah. Horizon maybe September, which means God of War had to be November or something like that. So I I know I have like no evidence for this, but I I would feel like um, Ratchet and Clank could probably be the soonest release because we've seen actual gameplay of that so yeah. far. Uh, so that one probably would come out first. March would be a probably a good idea. March or April. Um, I feel like Horizon might be a June thing for yeah. like around E3 time. Although E3 is probably not going to be a thing like it ever was before. Um, I mean, it wasn't even there last year. So. Yeah, it wasn't even there last year. So maybe they'll do a virtual thing. Other people did uh, summer events themselves last year. I don't want to do those again. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, so I, I feel like Horizon would probably be a really cool June release. And then God of War might be there like... If they keep their schedules go, uh, like in twenty twenty one, God of War could be a great holiday release. Yeah, and it would be like a huge push for them. And just Kratos with a Christmas hat. There yeah. You go. Uh, I mean Santa hat. Boy, <laughs> boy, have you been naughty or nice? <laughs> uh, yeah. So we'll see. And then another delay, James. Uh, this one not necessarily a game, but a version of the game. So even though you can do the, it's like there you can play Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, uh, the Xbox One version on like Series yeah. X, Series S, the uh, PS four version on PS five, which I have the physical PS four version that has the free upgrade to PS five. It even says it on the the box. Uh, it is apparently uh, not happening for now. The next gen yeah. versions aren't coming until the second half of 2021. Yeah. So June so, at the soonest. I saw that in um or July their, actually technically cuz June's still the first half. Holy like shit. Like one of the co-creators of the studio started he put out a uh, apology video basically saying like, "Hey, this is why we thought we were ready to put out Cyberpunk on the old consoles and we were wrong, and this is why we like things turned out the way they were." You know, we, we were over ambitious. We thought we could do it in time and we didn't. We we couldn't do it. And uh, but the that was the thing that they mentioned was like the, they talked about their update schedule for the current versions. And then they they did say something like the next gen versions will be coming out in the second half of 2021. And I was like, what? It's because they, they're pretty much shelving. First off, their their full commitment is to PC, so yeah. they're putting all of their eggs in a basket there, and they're focusing, making sure everything runs perfectly there, and then I think they're then focusing completely on making sure it can run 
like fully well on current PlayStation 4, PlayStation 4 Pro, Xbox uh, One, XS, regular one. Yeah. And then after all that's done, they'll focus on next gen. So I think they're just kind of, they're shelving it for now to focus on those. So the current yeah. people playing it can be fully satisfied. Which I understand. It's just a little bit disappointing for me specifically, because at this point I kind of decided to wait until the full on PS5 version is out. And I would just get that. And I thought it would be like maybe another couple months or something like that. Yeah, I was, I was that's why I also, I was kind of stopping. I mean, like, that's why I haven't been in a rush. But now I'm just kind of like, I have it, so... Yeah, and it's not like I don't have a bunch of games on my backlog to finish anyway. That's yeah. why I'm trying to work through Persona at this point to just get that done. Well, and I'm enjoying it, but... Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a little disappointing that I'm going to have to wait at least until June to get my copy of Cyberpunk. But I would much rather wait for it to get like the better version hopefully yeah i was like, gonna i was yeah. gonna play it after i planned on spider-man miles morales but now i think i'll just instead get back to my last 2018 game assassin's creed yeah. odyssey and just play that instead so that's probably a good idea i i would just wait for the next gen up to, uh, upgrade at this point unless the um major patch that they said is coming in february re- really really does improve performance on the ps4 version i might consider just getting that and maybe playing another character later on when the PS5 version comes out, but yeah, because I got like a, a lot of friends like I said, I that I'm, are playing it saying it's amazing. So I'm just like, part of me is just like, oh, I kind of want to try it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Chris got the Xbox One version uh, for Christmas, and he's been playing it on his Series X that he got. Like, thankfully, like right before Christmas, like he finally tracked down a copy at Walmart or a, a console at Walmart, and he's been really enjoying it despite all the bugs. Like he yeah. does admit that there are a lot of bugs, but buddy, he's still enjoying the story at least. My buddy Miles has been playing it on his original Xbox One. He says it plays fine. Really? <laughs> yeah. Some people seem to just get lucky with that. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 hit or miss, I guess. But yeah, so that's happening, and the, the, all that news, all that talk was just for delays. So now, actual news of uh, announcements, James. So oh God, this is a whole thing. So uh, where to start here? I guess. We'll start with the announcement of a new, not necessarily game studio, but more like a game, like logo. If it, it's like a, it's like a, a glorified logo. Lucasfilm Games has been announced. So what they do is their little label will now be on any Lucas related products, like any Star Wars games, any other games that Lucasfilm. Oh. I Bones. totally missed the the point of that trailer because I saw them put out that trailer and I was like, why did they put out a trailer for Lucasfilm games? Didn't that already exist? Yeah, so before, um, for those that don't know, I'll just go through a brief history. When Disney bought Lucasfilm for or from George Lucas, he bought they bought everything for like $4.4 billion or something. And they got it. They immediately canceled Star Wars 1313. They scrapped it. They said, this game looks great. Let's make sure it never comes out to people. Um, that's not actually no what they said, single player but game. you know, that was, that was stupid on Disney's part. And I'll always say that. And then they did something even nicer. They laid off the entirety of LucasArts. They just closed the studio, which was their in-house game development team. They actually had a full game dev team and they made some awesome stuff and they basically made people lose their jobs. And then they said, we have Star Wars now. Good news. We laid off everybody just like they're doing lay- lay- layoffs now because that's what they like to do. And sorry if I show some anger there, but uh, uh, corporate policies yeah. kind of suck from time to time. What remained of LucasArts was like their people that work with the 
publishers slash developers that are being licensed their stuff. So pretty much they've been working with EA uh, for all of the, you know, uh, Battlefronts, Jedi Fallen Order, uh, their canceled games that they never did, who also they fucked up on because they were foolish in that aspect as well. And they just have been doing that small thing. So what it sounds like is Lucasfilm Games is the exact same thing. It's just uh, a, now they have a cool little name on it, which I, I could give. Yo, we brought back that thing we destroyed. Do you love us now? <laughs> yeah, well, I've, where have I heard that before? Oh, wait. Yeah. Uh, and it's not even the first party, so it's not like their development team or anything else. It's just their guys that work with the license. It's like basically, hey, look, it's our licensing department <laughs> working mm. with the people that make the games. And I get it. Like They're there for creative help probably, but otherwise they're not the ones making anything. And I would honestly, it could have been worse. They could have called it LucasArts and I would have been like, you know, you guys are pretty fucked up for doing that if they had done that because then that's like saying, oh, we brought it back, but it's not actually there and no one has their jobs back and we're not doing what we used to do. It's just a pretty much a thing where they're just li- like they're licensing. That's that's all it is. And because uh, let's see if we got any quotes here. Uh this is from Lucasfilm Games VP Douglas Riley. We're here. We've got a team of people. We're going to make a lot of games, great games, and here's some new things you weren't expecting from us to do that we're starting to do now. And that's going to continue throughout the next year or so where we're going to continue to announce projects that are more representative to of the legacy of that old Lucasfilm Games that we're trying to live up to. So... Uh, it's it's sounds like they'll have their hands on at least on the creative side but that's about it like i said so it's at least cool i'm not angry that they did this uh i'm more angry what they've done in the past and at least they weren't tone deaf on it by calling it lucas arts like i said but True. uh pretty much it's just the licensing thing with creativity where they'll go in and like make sure it goes through approval too because they'll be you know they could be like oh this doesn't match up with what we as a company want you to do it like it doesn't match up with the star wars so you can't do that blah blah uh and of course they'll be working with anyone that is making a game like that so of course ea and now ubisoft uh which we'll get into both now in its oh and bethesda actually sorry yeah so speaking of all this uh first off we learned that machine games the developer that is part of the publisher bethesda that is now part of microsoft and xbox is Ooh, developing you might, you might recognize the most recently from doing the wolfenstein games which were phenomenal yes they are making an indiana jones game and we got a teaser trailer which shows his desk with a notebook and some books and maps and stuff and it looks really cool i am really excited for this so uh like i said the anger was towards the decisions that disney made in the beginning and then stupid shit ea did but more so this stuff, I'm really excited for. So Machine Games, I don't... What I'm curious about is uh, they did make Wolfenstein 1, they made Wolfenstein 2, they made like Old Blood, which was an expansion to 1, or like a standalone expansion to 1, and then they made a... I don't know if it was them or someone else, if it was them or Arcane that made Young Blood, which was like a co-op future sequel standalone thing to Wolfenstein 2. But uh, you'd expect, James, that... They are making Wolfenstein 3, right? Oh, yeah. So I'm very curious as to what we're going to get first. Are we going to get a Wolfenstein 3? Or are we going to get this Indiana Jones game? 
And I'm really excited about this Indiana Jones game, but I'm also wondering, like, is this going to be only at Xbox? Will this be exclusive? So it is there Uncharted, ironically speaking, because even though Uncharted is is PlayStation's Indiana Jones, will Indiana Jones be Xbox's Uncharted? (laughs) That's the funny thing is like I initially when the first Uncharted came out, I was like, oh, man, it's like Tomb Raider, but you're a guy. So I guess you're kind of like Indiana Jones. Yeah, it's it's a whole. Th- it's weird. It's like yeah, it's like well, Tomb Raider's based off Indiana Jones, and it's a whole like everyone's based on somebody, and then it well, gets especially really confusing. Since Uncharted Four and The Lost Legacy literally give you a grapple hook that just makes me think of Indiana Jones as a whip because he, all you ever seem to use it for is swinging. And the grapple hook's pretty much also in a way from uh, Tomb Raider too. Like they, it's uh, been uh, a part of it. So I was like, I cracked up because I was like, oh, this is this is like the that and the uh, the uh, um, the, the climbing pick. spike thing. Yeah, those are from Tomb Raider. So I was like, oh, yeah. they, they put the Tomb Raider things in. Uh, you got your Tomb Raider in my Uncharted. You got your Uncharted in my Tomb Raider. I'm Indiana Jones. What seems to be the problem here? <laughs> <laughs> so this all clusterfuck of an adventure which i'm not complaining i love all of these things for different reasons and obviously some do certain things better than others um but at least in the world of gaming uncharted ranks as you know as the king of it all and it's gonna be interesting seeing an indiana jones game come especially like the last time i feel like we got an indiana jones game was on the psp slash wii yeah, and it wasn't really that good. Yeah, it was. They were, they were actually so. I remember they made like one for. Uh, I think it was called the. It was for N sixty four. It was the Infernal Machine. I think that was the name of the game. I don't remember anything about it anymore, but I know there was that game. And then at the same time as them making the PSP slash Wii game, they were making a PS three Xbox three sixty game that got canceled. And it shows, if I remember correctly, it shows them fighting on a cable car. Oh, did that game never come out? Because it I got canceled. Remember it, and oh. I w- that was so disappointing because it looked so cool. And I remember at that time it was like during that era of like all of the good properties that originally stemmed from Lucas was like like because Mercenaries was a Lucas Arts published game for the first one was huh. Lucas Arts published game for uh, with Pandemic, and like we didn't get Mercenaries three when EA shut down Pandemic, and then we didn't get this Indiana Jones game. So I was like everything from that stemmed from that area. Plus like, uh, um, the second commando Star Wars commandos game was killed. Battlefront three was in all this stuff. So like every single aspect was just getting knocked out. Like we were just losing properties left and right. And that was just one of them, but it's the one, I guess we think about the least because it just never happened. Whereas others were more like sequels. So that's why it's hard to remember it, but yeah, it looked really cool from what, a uh, little we got of it and it was just exciting that we were going to get it and then uh i honestly think it was supposed to uh it was supposed to come out with kingdom of the crystal skull i think that was what they were aiming for originally mm. that's how long ago that was but Dang. with this new one i'm really curious as how it's going to be who's going to be the voice actor for it i'm a, i'm assuming it's probably going to be james i'm going to guess it's probably gonna be troy baker I, I just uh unless they really wanted to just get nolan north <laughs> Hey, have Nathan Drake voice Indiana Jones. You know, so like Harrison Ford is getting too old to do like the action of Indiana Jones. Jones But they could definitely get him if they pay him enough, I guess, (laughs) into a sound booth and just have him voice Indiana. They could. They could. They could. could. Remember remember the video of him playing Uncharted? (laughs) 
Oh, kinda. <laughs> It was great. He looks so confused. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that guy plays video games. <laughs> I'm gonna watch that again after this, though. But yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. So we got Mission Games, and they're making this. And like I said, I, I do want to see. I think if there is an E3 and Bethesda has some form of showcase, we're either gonna see a glimpse of this or a trailer for Wolfenstein Three. Whichever one we get will be the. Uh, will be the one that we're getting first, I think. And honestly, though, because this was announced at the same time as Lucasfilm Games, I really do feel like this isn't coming for a while. I think we're still going to get Wolfenstein 3 first. This was just a hype, tra this was a hype trailer, nothing more, because it didn't reveal anything. It was just like a cool little animation. That was it. So yeah, it was really short. Plus, I honestly think they do want to wrap up Wolfenstein because like, I don't know if they'll make more after three. But like, you know, you want to know what happens next for this kind of thing. And you'd think like, do we get to kill Hitler in three? We've been wanting to kill Hitler for so much longer. Oh my God, that'd be awesome. Because we killed, uh, we killed, uh, was it Death's Head in uh, the first one? We killed Fran Engel in the second one. So like, you know, who's there? there isn't an existing villain we haven't beaten yet besides Hitler. So, you know, you want to kill Hitler. And then Indiana Jones, maybe there's some more Nazis we can fight too. So it's like, what better studio? To have Indiana Jones do one, oh, yeah, the one that right. has you kill Nazis, it's perfect. It's so it's so exciting. <laughs> uh, and then, so that that was the first news we got. The second news, James, was that Ubisoft Massive, so the team that made the Division and the Division Two, is making a Star Wars game that's going to be open world and story driven. Oh, what game? Star Wars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. So I love how excited everyone is about, like, just that not so much that Ubisoft is making a Star Wars game specifically, but that EA is not exclusively making all the Star Wars games now because that EA Disney exclusivity deal really didn't do any... Uh... It didn't do them do anyone any favors. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it just, it was a, it backfired on EA because EA then showed, like, it gave them so much bad press. Like, luckily, they, in their last two years, they were very lucky to get Jedi Fallen Order and Star Wars Squadrons because those have boosted them. But yeah. during Battlefront 1 and 2, they got nothing but bad press. Um, they got good sales, but they got very, very bad press. And also the cancellation of the Amy Hennig visceral games star yeah. wars uh smuggler game that not only was canceled but also amy hennig left and then they closed visceral studios yeah. which was just one on top of the other just a very 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 poor on their part i think the most insulting thing about that was that they told amy hennig at the time like oh well we just don't think anyone there's that there's a market for a single player story driven open world star wars game comes out with star wars jedi and fallen then, order and then they, like several years later they come out with jedi fallen order which is exactly that and she's just like yo what you like yep. fired me or no or you, you stopped my game because you said that's not what you wanted to do and then they had um i think it was like ea vancouver or some canadian team making it or like a version of it after and then that got like canned yeah. and apparently they might still be working on something in one of those studios up there but I'm not sure. And at the same time, I don't know if they will anymore now that this is happening too. Because obviously we're still... So EA even had to tweet out basically going, we're still we're still here. <laughs> I love that. We're still doing they're, Star Wars. They're trying so hard to be like, 
we're not salty. We're totally going to be friends with everyone. And we're definitely still making great Star Wars games. Yeah. So just like, shut up, EA. No one cares. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Uh, the only thing they got going for sure is Jedi Fallen Order 2. Like, that's a guarantee. Uh, I don't think they'll be doing any more Battlefronts. That's highly doubtful. I still uh, really Dice hope needs to get game. their act together in terms of making an interesting bet because Battlefield hasn't been doing well either. Like I didn't yeah. even buy the fifth one, and the first one's multiplayer wasn't that good, and because it, it was very um, it was it was not player friendly. So and Battlefront, you know, microtransactions for two, uh, which oh, I will yeah. say at least when you get down to the base portions of Battlefront two's uh, multiplayer, it is good, but you know it's still missing the cool stuff from the first one i mean the, from the original battlefront games plus uh the campaign for battlefront 2 is really bad it's uh it's a poor campaign um so like there's that and it, it just yeah there, it's just a mess uh, on that side so at least you just know jedi fallen order 2 is going to come because that's where their success came from squadrons you don't necessarily need to make a sequel for that unless they want to do prequel i still would ships. love to see them yeah i'd still love to see them do a uh, rogue squadron game yes but meh yeah I, I, I doubt they'll be able to do that. Um, I think, I, I guess we'll see. I don't know. Uh, it depends on really how they perceive squadrons as, but you know, there's that. And now Ubisoft is making this game. And I was like more excited that EA lost exclusivity more than I was excited that there is going to be a Ubisoft Star Wars game because of a couple yeah. reasons. Um, well, one, you could tell Disney is going the route, or at least Lucasfilm Games, Disney, whatever you want to call them, is doing the route of their Marvel games. Their Marvel games, they just license them out, license them out to a developer they think will do well, which has worked two out of three times. Kind of hit or miss. Like, Spider-Man's great, but uh, the Avengers game was awful. But that Nintendo game for the Switch uh, apparently did well. Um, oh, yeah. I um, uh, Ultimate Alliance 3. I actually really like that. Yeah, so like two out of three they did well on. Uh, it's just, uh, unfortunately, their Avengers did not pan out as well as everyone would hope for. Let's make it a Destiny game. They, they somehow made me, like, it was straight up, like, I didn't, <laughs> I forgot it came out, and I was like, you know what? I don't think I need this, and <laughs> I, it's one well, less thing I have to worry about. Their, like, DLC plans are just, I don't even know if they have a schedule anymore. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just yeah, and with this now, you know, Ubisoft is making this open world game, and I love Massive because I really enjoyed the Division games, and I still got to finish playing two. And they did say pretty much they're done with Division two. It sounds like they're not doing what Destiny two is doing, where it's like forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Division two had an endpoint. I think like all the New York stuff is their finish. So I think that no, I mean, now for me too, this makes things easier because now I know. When I go back to Division 2, I have an endpoint to reach. Like, there's going to be a finishing. Yeah, uh, fair point. And now with this game, though, I'm curious because it could be now, are they making a game that's going to be, if it's story-driven, that means it's not going to be like the Division 2 because that's not story-driven at all. Uh, yeah, not really. Like, they have story stuff going on, but, like, it's the, the main thing is the co-op and the service of it more so like Destiny is. And... For this, that means probably it's single player. It's uh, it's very much like what we've seen of their other games, Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, and Dude, I, uh, Watch Dogs. I would love it. I would love it if instead of them doing a game where you're a Jedi, just do a bounty hunter game. I want to be a... If they're going to do an open world Star Wars game, and I know this sounds like really generic, but just literally do Assassin's Creed, but in the Star Wars universe, and you're a bounty hunter. I mean, that would be awesome. The <clears throat> I guess the reason why... 
I'm not excited is because I'm just imagining kind of like when it really was like when Dice's Battlefront came out, it was Star Wars Battlefield. <laughs> it was oh, just yeah, Battlefield. Yeah. With, it was uh, it was Battlefront with it was Star Wars with the Battlefield. It was it yeah. was Battlefield with the Star Wars logo on it. And yeah, it felt like afraid... Battlefield, not like Battlefront. Yeah, that we remembered. And for this, I honestly, all I'm picturing is an Assassin's Creed Far Cry with Star Wars on it. And that's not necessarily yeah. bad, but I'm just kind of like, I mean, I'm already, like, I don't play Far Cry because I already have enough of those types of games. Like, Ubisoft has that very specific style they want to do. Yeah. But Chris because wants of, me to play the fifth one with them. Yeah, but because of it, like, um, I, I don't feel, because I stay with Assassin's Creed, I don't feel like I'd get more from Far Cry and Watch Dogs, which is why I don't really care about those franchises and stuff. I, I have no drive to jump into more worlds where it's pretty yeah. much nearly the same thing. Cause even though I get, they want a very large type of world and it works for them right now. It makes it so now all their stuff doesn't feel that different from each other. So I might be a little bit more interested just cause like I have not been into the Assassin's Creed series for the last few entries. So, and I don't know if it's just cause like I don't care for the eras that they're going over, uh, uh, over although I love Egyptian uh, history. I love Greek history. I love uh, Norse history. So, like, I should be really into all three of those last three games, but I just haven't ha been interested in playing them. I might be more interested in playing that same type of gameplay because I still love the open world, like, fill out the map kind of thing. But maybe I might be more interested in getting the next game that they make like that if it's Star Wars themed. And it's not just, like, you know, kind of related to the rest of the Assassin's Creed universe, but... They, they're not really it doesn't seem like they're doing a central storyline for that anymore yeah and at least for star wars like this is i, I went to massive's website uh it says in, uh, in january 2121 uh it was announced that we are collaborating with disney and lucasfilm games on a new story-driven open world video game set in the star wars galaxy headed by massive entertainment the project gathers uh some of the most experienced talents in the video game industry and will make the most of our innovative spirit cutting edge technologies including the snowdrop engine to deliver a groundbreaking Star Wars adventure. Uh, with that, though, even though they finished Division 2, James, I don't know if you know, but they're making something else currently. Really? Their current game. So I think Star, just like I think Indiana Jones will come after Wolfenstein 3, I think this Star Wars game will come after the Avatar project. So... Uh, uh, like James Cameron's Avatar? Yes, or? they have been working on an Avatar game for quite some time now, I believe. So in February 2017, February 2017, it was announced that we are embarking on an amazing journey together with Lightstorm Entertainment and Fox Next Games to the world of Pandora, developing a new cutting edge game set in the beautiful and dangerous moon from the prominent Avatar film franchise. Uh, this also <laughs> Snowdrop Engine, our studio is leveraging its expertise uh, and its proprietary technology, the Snowdrop Engine to deliver the wonders of Pandora. Uh, and yeah, that's all they say. Um, so I think this will come first. The only issue is this game, I feel like, is supposed to come out with Avatar 2, which was uh -oh. delayed to, I think, 2022, if I remember correctly. So, like, uh, we're going to be waiting for that currently. Uh, so I don't think that we're getting that game for another year. Or I guess two years, really. So nearly two years for this. And then we'll get that Star Wars game in, like, three or four years. Mm. that's we'll my see. prediction yeah but we'll see who knows they could they could try to release the avatar game sooner 
I guess it just depends how reliant they want to be on the films. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it'd be a bad idea to release it before Avatar 2, just because, like, I don't think there's that much buzz for James Cameron's Avatar right now. Yeah. So it, it would definitely. Well, I mean, they've been still tweeting stuff it. out. If you ever look at the Avatar Twitter, uh, they still do behind the scenes stuff every now and again. It looks pretty cool. Mm, all right. uh, I will say, uh, I guess, like I said, if there's an E3 or Bethesda chooses to do something, they honestly, because they skipped a year or two, they have a lineup now. Or I guess they skipped one. I'm not because they did Starfield in 2019 in Elder Scrolls yeah. Six, so which was the, they shouldn't have done that. But <laughs> uh, I, I'm assuming then for this year they'll show Wolfenstein Three, they'll show the Avatar game, they'll show Starfield, they'll show. Um, anything else they can, whatever. Uh, oh, they still have Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo coming, but those are coming to PlayStation. Yeah. So I, I guess they can't show those really. But at least there's... Oh, wait, I guess because they're part of Xbox now, they won't show them separately anymore. Oh, yeah, huh? I didn't even think... Oh, of, yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, so they God. might not even have their own show. Yeah, so at Xbox's thing, they would just show those three games and they're good. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah. Wait, does that mean Avatar's Xbox? I didn't even think about that. Oh, my God interesting huh oh wait no now i'm mix and now i'm mixing up uh now i'm mixing up ubisoft oh, and ubisoft Bethesda. Right. sorry avatar game is ubisoft <laughs> not but i'm it's because of these licensing man they're confusing the shit out of me so forget everything i just said <laughs> but yeah that's all the star wars stuff and i guess like i said uh for what what we'll see coming is it's gonna be whoever they think is good for the job is what we're gonna see working on the game for sure hopefully yeah and that just means we'll we'll see more eventually. And James, that is that is it for our news. That was a lot, <laughs> and we are yeah. over an hour and a half. Uh, just uh, over, yeah. I think we'll skip the what we've been playing, watching this week, and we'll we gotta because we I did pretty much ensure that each month we'll do one backlog episode until we catch up fully. So because this comes out this week, James, I guess. For the last week of January, we will do our backlog episode. So next episode will be our backlog, which right. is perfect since that means I don't have to put any research into anything, <laughs> uh, because I'll be burnt out anyway. But we'll do a backlog episode, and that'll come out uh, the last week of January. And then February will come in, and that first week of February, we'll just have two weeks worth of news. And it's, hopefully, if it's not as big as this week, then we could just combine it all. The only thing... I would see James is if they come out with the Godzilla versus Kong trailer, that's the only thing I would fast track into the backlog episode. That's about it. Sounds we'll good. See. All right. Uh, other than that, everyone, I hope you all had a good time. If you want to, once again, uh, send us any feedback, positive or negative, or give us any comments, you can send that at sutrasidetalk on gmail.com. You can also send us questions to the show. Uh, like I said, if it's a question we read on the show, I will send you uh, until it expires, uh, a 14-day trial to HBO Max. And if you want to follow the show, uh, you can do it on various podcasts. Uh, networks, of course, we're all over the place now that we're on Podbean. Actually, I actually have a, a full written list, James. So these are all of the... Uh, let me find it. These are all of the networks we're on now. We are on 16 networks currently. Oh, wow. We are on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, Player FM, Listen Notes, TuneIn plus Alexa, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, Deezer, Overcast, Pocket Casts, CastBox, and Castro. 
So we're on all of these uh, networks, and the only one we're not in yet uh, that I'm sure we're currently just awaiting the approval process is Pandora. Uh, mm-hmm. But after that, we'll be added into Pandora, and that'll mark 17. Uh, after we're in Pandora and things die down a bit, because currently I'm in no matter of changing things, uh, I will see about YouTube. I will look into it. Uh, but that's, like I said, that is on the back burner. That is not even going to be in my, that's just on the shelf right now. Otherwise, uh, we've got, everything is coming to fruition. Uh, my buddy Hayden finished the art for our uh, thumbnail for the Cut of Steel. So that art will be there for the first episode. And we have the, Cody, my friend Cody, finished the intro music for Sutra Sidewatch. So that is all good to go. And you'll actually hear that in the first episode too. That's already out. Uh, he is currently working on the Cut of Steel intro, and Hayden is currently working on, I believe, uh, the Up To It, Down To It thumbnail, and which uh, my buddy Miles will also be doing another thumbnail that will rotate in and out. And then uh, I think El Paso Brandon is working on the artwork for Sutra Sidewatch, in which uh, Hayden will then uh, finish up once that is done. And then... Uh, other friend Ty is working on the up to it, down to it music intro. I know those are all different things and it's a whole loop there, but basically those are all coming to fruition. So you'll now see like our Sutra Side Talk logo will now just solely be on Sutra Side Talk episodes soon. So then it'll be easier to differentiate everything. And now everything will have uh, full on music intros instead of like for up to it, down to it. We just basically blatantly just start up. Like there's no music. It's just, hey guys, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, so all that's going on. But of course, if you guys can help us out, these are all on the same channel because I don't want to spend more money and everything's free for everybody. There's no ads currently right now because I want money soon. We'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> we will, uh, you can, of course, uh, follow us, subscribe to us, uh, give us a like, just a five-star review, anything that helps us out on any of these platforms that raises our awareness on any of these places, that would really help us out. And of course, if you can share us out, uh, just word of mouth, if you can post us on social media, if uh, we tweet something on Twitter or uh, put a uh, post out on Instagram, if you could add that to your story or retweet it, that would really, really help us. And of course, you could follow the show on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Suture Side Talk. And you could follow James on Twitter at InvaderJim124. And you can also follow me on Twitter at GoGoComzilla. I hope you're enjoying all these changes and all these new additions because it is costing me my life. <laughs> so enjoy them until I kill over. Uh, But until next week, we bid you adieu. Thanks for listening.